Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcast. Once again, my name is Tone Deaf from Florida, Tony D. As always, I am joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Films. How y'all doing? Good morning. How are we doing today? We're great. Yeah. It's been... Have you seen that weather? Like, this weather lately has been ridiculously good, like, with no humidity and everything. Yeah. It's been shocking. The only problem is, like, no rain. And there's, like... Yeah. I have a pond in my backyard. It's all dried up. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. That, I don't know where all the turtles went. Turtle soup. No? You don't like uh, turtle soup? No. I mean... Never had it. Well, it's actually pretty good. Turtles are gross. Like... I mean, they're full of disease. Well, same thing with people like frog legs. <laughs> frog legs, people like. I don't need frog legs either. Well, I don't either, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's a, it's a delicacy in some states. <laughs> yeah. And my house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you, eat, but you know, <laughs> I like meat. Give me bread, meat. Yeah. Meat. Burger, Salads. steaks. Oh, I don't do potatoes. Oh, I love potatoes. And well, this would be one of our classic. Ten movies you probably have not heard of or have seen. Um, these have actually been very popular. Uh, very popular, really. Like, the first one, I think, has, like, 5,000 hits. It's really, like, soaring. I don't know. But you know what? That's what I like to do. I like to watch uh, just random those videos, those random list videos. Yeah. I, I usually see them on my, my feed. Yeah, I do the same thing. And I, I always just, look at them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I always, you know, that's how I pretty much find movies to watch right. really because all the new ones they're coming out with are just like i said overhyped and yeah, over marketed and it's getting bad like there it seems like everything's being put out lately has just been boring mm-hmm. and they put everything in their trailers so it's really not like right. I, i'm now that the eternals um trailer just came out and i'm really scared that they put everything in the trailer uh, i know <laughs> it doesn't look so great so I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know how long that movie's going to be, but if they put everything in the trailer, like, that's that's really going to freak There's really not much in the trailer. <laughs> no, <laughs> so but, like, like, but, like, I don't I know if they're going to go off of... Trailer, uh, nothing in it. Yeah, well, a teaser. But I don't know if they're going to go off a lot of uh, comic book or if they're just going to try to rebuild the story from... Right. So, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, like I said, we're going to do uh, another 10 movies you haven't heard or seen of, and we're going to just jump up, jump right into it. Why not, you know? Um, the first movie we chose is Prowler. Prowler is, uh, well, well, we'll let you take over on that one. <laughs> uh, Prowler's an, a very underrated 80s slasher movie. I mean, it, it obviously gets overshadowed by, you know, Friday the 13th and yeah, the big Halloween names. and Nightmare on Elm Street and all that, but... Um, it's uh, it's kind of it, it's it reminded me a little bit of my bloody Valentine a little. Um, okay, yeah, know, I can see that small town. Yeah, and, um, there's a guy going around killing people and uh, masked. He's wearing like a almost like a military type. Yeah, it, thing. And, and his uh, weapon of choice is a little uh, <laughs> a little questionable. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? A hoe or? <laughs> yeah, it's like a. I don't really know what the hell it was. <laughs> a little, yeah. He just thing, uh, is it one of the pokers? But it did one of the classic uh, um, Friday the Thirteenth kills with uh, through two people. Yeah, yeah. That, so I, I was like, oh, there's a throwback. Tom Savini must have done that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually did. I think he was, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I think he was actually doing that movie. I, I'd have to double check that, but yeah, I think he did that movie. But uh, yeah, it had it had a uh, some. 
really good kills and gore and nudity and you know everything you would want in a slasher movie from um, the 80s. Nothing, you know, nothing genius about it. Like it's a pretty cut and dry until you got script, to the until you got until you got to the end. I typical guess. horror script and uh, but I, I really like the atmosphere, the kills. I like the killer. Um, yeah, it was a fun movie if you like that kind of thing. 80 slashers and definitely check it out but it is definitely underrated and lost in the shuffle of all the other slasher movies that came out in the 80s yeah you it's definitely not gonna like you, you'd have to you have to look for it like you it, it's not something that's yeah, just, it's just gonna pop up because like i said it find. does get overshadowed by a lot of the big titles in uh in the 80s and you know it's it, it definitely gets lost in the shuffle i don't right. know like i I think I watched it in the past and thought nothing of it, mm. um, but it, I just thought it was. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a slasher. It was just right. like it, it was a whodunit, and I think it's. I didn't expect a whodunit. I mm. thought it was going to be like one of those just classic, just kill them, everyone in sight, and like just random, yeah, random killers, and I like I like. Like what what Halloween was originally supposed to be, I thought it was gonna be something like that rather right. than having a who done it, mm-hmm. which I was kind of shocked on. Not shocked, but I was off surprised. Yeah, taken off guard. Yeah, I was like, oh whoa. Was, but yeah, I mean, they didn't <laughs> they didn't reinvent the wheel or anything. They no, just made a fun fun slasher movie. Yeah, and I thought I thought it was pretty fun. Um, uh, next on the list, Vigilante. Now, Vigilante is about a Olivia Wilde character. Olivia Wilde is um, has done various things, but I think this one actually was able to show off her acting chops. I think she showed herself as uh, having a little bit more of a spectrum to her acting ability, and I think she just pulled it off in like various levels because like she was able to show every emotion. And like, and she kicked ass while doing it. Like, it was really like, wow. Like, I, I really think I put her into uh, in a whole other category now because of what, just after watching this movie, right prior to doing just regular like teen, uh, not teen, but dramas like drama TV, and she did House. And I just don't think that like she really showed any other acting chops before that. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, right. what could you think of that she did that you can actually put her like? that showed the display of uh, acting ability really nothing yeah exactly I mean, so i think it just put her into a different spectrum a different category of her acting ability uh but that movie is um about her like helping people out of like abusive relationships uh she she was just um in a relationship herself and she just now she dedicated herself to getting people out of that situation whether it was you know kicking a person's ass like it's very like a very woman empowering movie. Right. Um, it, it's able to put your um, put the woman into the power seat, and she pretty much. I, me- I remember the one scene where she's just sitting behind the wall and just watching, uh, and in the background you could see the woman just causing havoc. Just oh, I, I think that's one of my favorite scenes right there. I, it's just something that when the lady was breaking all the dishes. And yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like finally like showing like where she has like the anger and the power where she didn't want to be taken advantage of anymore. And it was right. just, I, I just think that was a big show. And then Olivia Wilde just sitting there just listening. She's like, yeah, I'm proud. Like I'm proud of her. Like, you know, and I, I, I think um, if 
you know, the ladies out there, you know, there's a lot of tough situations. And uh, I like to choose movies where it, you know, teaches a lesson and gives us that, you know, that it can happen to anyone type mm-hmm. of deal. And um, there's ways out of that. And, you know, being being able to empower yourself and empower others, I think that's, you know, something very important in the current landscape of, you know, society because people are um, in these relationships or in these problems. And they just right. need to somehow find the, the will to do it, and they just can't find it sometimes. So yeah. I think watching this movie will, you know, try to hopefully motivate and you know help people get out of those certain situations or help others get out of those certain situations. Right. Um, I, I thought the movie started off really good, mm-hmm. um, and then it started getting a little um, slow. Like there was a lot of watching her alone crying and screaming and like yeah. being very yeah. strange. Yeah. Like I said, it, 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 it's, it's just that situation. Like, um, it, it, it breaks them down. It, it, you know, it, you know, in that situation, it breaks them down and they have to build themselves back up. And, you know, emotion is, is, is so powerful that it, right. it, it just like, she just had to overcome it. And like I said, she's just that character. Like, I like how they did it because, like I said, it showed her her range, right. and then it also, you know, had a realistic emotions of someone going through those experiences. Because as she's watching those uh, those women that she's trying to help go through it, she's getting recollections of everything that she was going through. So basically, she's like, she's like, I'm doing this because of that, right. and I think that was. I mean, there was some violence. I wish there was a little bit more violence yeah. in the movie. Um, but you think it showed a little bit more realism to it, um, because yeah, it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a good movie. I I'm not saying it wasn't. It yeah. was just I wish there was a little bit more violence, a little bit more showing um, her basically beating the shit out of the yeah. Well, I mean, we, abusive yeah. husbands and stuff. Um, you know, they showed a little bit, but not really a lot. Yeah, I know you want a little you bit more like, like uh, torture. To it. Yeah, like you want you, you, more you, uh, payback, like more. Like there was one scene where the lady that was throwing the dishes and stuff, you saw the husband like tied up in the other room. And then after the lady leaves, you know, it cuts to her and her hands are all busted up. So obviously she beat oh, yeah. the crap out of the guy. They yeah. didn't show any of it though. Yeah. Um, I would like to have them to have seen it. Yeah. So, uh, I um, mean, I guess that's an art, artistic uh, sure. choice, choice for yeah for the director or even the actor. Like some sometimes they you know the actors have input of like what like where their character they feel that their character is, and uh-huh. they'll like you know maybe we don't need to show it this time or right. You know, it's, I I understand it. Yeah, you can't appeal to everybody. Yeah, yeah, but um, absolutely. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I like that. Worth a watch. I like the 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 theme of it. I like the empowerment. I like the you know getting out of bad situation type of deal. So that was something that yeah. Well, the reason why I chose that one, and uh, I just love Olivia Wilde. Like in anything she does, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of acting chops or you know range, but this one showed it. So I think well, this was very important to show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Next one, uh, House of Yes. (laughs) House of Yes. No. So weird. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a weird one. Um, go ahead. If you're a Parker Posey fan, this is a must-watch. Yeah, um, I this love is her. before she got into the, um, you know, all the movies with Eugene Levy and and all those guys. Yeah, um, that group. You know, the uh, Best in Show and 
uh, that comedy team. Yeah. Um, this was before all that, when she was more of an indie actress playing weird little roles. Yeah. Um, this one just was so strange. It was about a, a couple that goes to um, the, the guy's house. Mm-hmm. And it's Tori Spelling, and uh, I can't remember who played the lead male. Who was it? I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, anyway, they go to his family's house, and the sister is Parky Posey, Parker Posey, and she has like a, a Jackie Onassis thing going on, and it's so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, the guy's Josh Hamilton. Marty? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, she had some stylistic choices, or the director gave some stylish choices for her character. I don't know how. I mean, she, yeah, she was just a weirdo. <laughs> like the the uh, the, the pearls and it right. was just really weird. <laughs> but it's um, you know, she's obviously mentally ill. Yeah, and um. But, uh, yeah, she starts, um, she goes into like kind of a rage and stuff when, uh, when her brother gets there with, um, Tori. cause I guess they didn't tell people that they were engaged. So when she got there, she got kind of, I'm gonna say jealous. Um, and there's some things that happened in the movie that are very odd. Um, but it's a charming, weird Fun movie, I guess. Yeah, and rated R. <laughs> rated R with Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook plays uh, the young Jackie O. Yeah. All right. Good times. But definitely a good watch. Um, like I said, if you like Parker Posey, and um, if if there's one of you out there that likes Tori Spelling, you might watch this one too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Tori Spelling, I don't, I don't think any acting ability i think literally all the daddy's money right. like i don't i don't give her any credit i'm just tory spelling i don't i mean there's not much i can say about her but anyway oh man next one enemy enemy uh jake gyllenhaal i think he displays such acting ability and playing two characters but there's a twist um, it's very artsy. Um, it's about about, about uh, in the movie. It's two characters. One of them is a professor, and the other one is an actor. And they go. They don't know of each other. And the teacher um, character of Jake Gyllenhaal finds out that he resembles somebody that's on TV um, on one of these movies. And he's like, "Oh my God, that guy looks exactly like me." And then he's like, well, I'm going to go find out who that man is and see if I can run into him and meet him. And eventually uh, they meet and they have totally separate lives and they want to – There's a, it's basically like a Freaky Friday type of deal. They switch places for a period of time. And like I said, there's some artistic um, translation that has to happen because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um but if you look at it as you know, as they intended, it's it's a movie about infidelity, 
um, mental illness. And if, you, but if you do not like spiders, do not watch this movie. Please <laughs> don't watch this movie. If you, if you do not like spiders, if you have a thing or a phobia against spiders, do not watch this movie. My brother, I'm talking to you. Do not watch this movie. Well, actually, watch this movie because I just want to hear you cry, cry and scream. <laughs> but like I said, if you do not like spiders, do not watch the movie because you will see quite a few of them, and you will see it. Like I said, they're, but the way that they're used is very artistic. Um, what did you uh, what, what, like when you when you watched it? What did you think that the direction that it was going in? Like what, what it like? I know there's some. I didn't art- know like it kind of went over my head a little bit yeah i'm not a big try to figure shit out yeah movie guy i'm like i like the linear approach of basically spoon feeding me the information yeah um but i i'm a jake gyllenhaal fan so yeah you know i was introduced to him when and donnie darko and ever since i watched that movie i just like pretty much everything he's done um, See, I think that brought a lot of the Donnie Darko character into it, though. Like, yeah. I think I think you saw some like very parallel like reactions and um, emotions that he had on it, especially at the end, right. uh, where you know how they're look like in Donnie Darko. I was looking at Frank mm-hmm. through. I think that basically the same exact look that he gave at the end yeah, when he walked in, walked into the at the bedroom. Um, but the what a lot of people. Um, say about that movie is that he's playing one it is one person it is one person with split uh dissociative disorder Mm -hmm. um and he's basically has a problem with infidelity and he's and and commitment so he's has two frames of mind which is actually each character um if you notice that the wife of the actor says how's how was school Mm -hmm. in one of the episodes and that's supposed to be like your red like a red flag or herring for that, like saying, wait a minute, he's the actor. She's saying, how was school? Like, and I think that's, you know, where it's it's supposed to start to put you on that track of him playing that, that character and being that, that person. Um, but, but throughout the movie, there's a lot of, you know, you never, no one ever sees them together. Right. Um, and a lot of things happen at the same time where it's supposed to, um, give you the idea of it being internalized Mm -hmm. in his mind of like him letting go of something. But then also it's a, it's a, it's a movie about repeating um, different, um, different things in your life where, you know, how history repeats itself. They, if you notice when he's in the, in the classroom being a professor, he's talking about, you know, things repeating itself and it happens more than once and and it goes into a cycles um, and that, like I said, that it's supposed to give you that underlining understanding that, you know, he, he's not going to get over it. He's going to just keep doing it over and over again, right. you know, creating this disassociative disorder and this, and mentalities and different characters and in his mind. So, like I said, it's very artistic, but also if you don't like spiders, don't watch that movie. <laughs> but, but if you love Jake Gyllenhaal, watch it because, like I said, he plays two different characters and they're they're both very vastly different in mentalities and you know their lifestyles are completely right. different and i think the range that he showed yeah talking cool. about showing off your acting chops he, uh, uh, yeah that was his opportunity to do that oh yeah oh yeah and um yeah i just really like that movie like i said it's very artsy but it's it's he's got 
I don't know. He just plays it really well. I I, I, I can't say enough for him. Um, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the best in the business right now um, with that ability. Right. Let's just jump to the next movie. Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. I th- I I want to see Green Room too. Uh, his uh, the, the director's other one. Yeah, that's a great movie. And there's another one that he did before Blue Ruin. I think it, I don't remember what it was called though. I don't remember what it was called, but it was uh, uh, yeah. Blue Ruin is very um, I don't. It's a revenge movie, right. and he's basically a homeless guy. Li- well, living in his car. I guess you can call that homeless, right? People call cars a home. Yeah. Um, and the guy who killed his father was getting out of prison. Right. And he decided Dude, that scene in the bathroom is just like yes, but it was so it's a what the fuck moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love this movie. Like it's it's so good. Um, and it's amazing to me that it doesn't get like any accolades. Like you never hear anybody talk about it. Um, I mean, it seemed realistic. It's right? very tense too. Like, yeah, a, a lot of tense scenes. Uh, the acting's on point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some crazy, what the fuck moments. Um, I don't know. It's got a little bit of everything. And uh, see, but at no point does it. Um, is he? He's not like well, when he does like the action and killing and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not like like he's trying to hide in it. Like it's literally like. Like the the scene in the bathroom, like he just goes at it because he's, he's, an, he's <laughs> it's like just a, anger. He don't know what he's doing. Yeah, like he's not a killer. He's just and yet he's so to good at people, it. <laughs> but he's uh obviously uh amateur, I guess. Um, yeah, you know he just kind so of sloppy. It. Yes, but um, I don't know. Great movie, and uh, actually Green Room's really good too. Same actor. Uh, uh, a... No, that's got a uh, Anton Yelkin. Is in it? Um, I think he plays a character main, in it too, though. Is he? Yeah. The main guy in Blue Room. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, I, I, he, yeah, there, yeah there, he is. Those multiple movies that he that they like they sh- shared the same actors in the same movie. Same thing right. with the, the other movie. I really can't think of the other movie. Um, the Killer Speaks. That's mm-hmm. a series. Murder Party. Murder Party. I haven't seen Murder Party. I've been wanting it's to got, see it. I just haven't. I think it, that has the color yellow a lot. Like this one's blue, the other one's green, that one's yellow. I think it was. Huh. But um, but with this movie, Blue Ruin, I think it just shows the classic revenge story. And right. then he realized, and then the, there's a there's a kid and choices and different. There's actually a little artistic styling choices in the movie, which actually kind of like it. it it kind of you saw a gun in pretty much every every scene right like, like there was a like they were finding guns everywhere and then like i said there was a choice either to use them or put them down nine times out of ten he used them but one person chose to put it down in that movie and i think it, it, it showed a lot of like character in that and you know right. how um the parallels with society today mm-hmm. um with you know you know, use the gun die by the gun or um, or just put it down and just, we're done with this violence. Like no more violence. Right. You want to see something funny? Um, look up the poster for blue ruin uh-huh. and then look up the poster for happy hunting. 
Um, actually, I can't even see it on IMDb. Where's okay? And what's the other one? Happy Hunting. Like these movies have absolutely nothing to do with each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's the same damn poster. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of people aren't getting very creative with their posters nowadays. A lot of people. A lot of times, it's just the <laughs> cast standing there, stern, and then the letters and the word. But a lot of times, it's just repeated scenes over and over right. again. Um. But like I said, a blue ruin. I I think that. I mean, and that family was just like white trash. Too. Oh my god, right? <laughs> white yeah. trash. Um, yeah, I, I, and it's like, I mean, I, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I like. There's some things I didn't like, um, but I think overall, I think it sends a message like the, for of violence and nonviolence and and you know re- repeating you know previous like if, if where there's death, there's always going to be death. And I think that's that's where that showed a lot. Next movie, thirteen conversations about one thing. Well, how did you feel about that movie? Tell me how you really felt. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I felt. It was. It, it, it's one of those movies where it's you know um, parallel storylines who were. I mean, it had good actors in it. Yeah, oh yeah, great uh, cast. Alan Arkin, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If if you like like multiple, John yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you like multiple storylines um, going coinciding to you know intertwining with one like Valentine's Day or Crash or uh, um, I can't think of another one. You know those holiday movies, New Year's Eve. I think it's called. Right. Another one's called. Um, if you if you like those movies with, I, I think you would like this one. If you like a little bit more character driven, a little bit more storyline, a little bit more. I mean, it's not, there's no action really. There's no action. There's no, but there's a lot of tense scenes where you know it's very story driven, and um, character development and character building and lessons learned and no lessons learned and it's it's just it's right. I, I just think it's a, it's a good to see like these actors these big actors in just different roles. I think that you know not they're they're not doing the big commercial movies. They're doing you know. Yeah, just living their life, like playing characters that are just normal people um, going through their lives. And I, I think that um, I, I liked it um, for, for the simple fact that, you know, multiple storylines that go into one. I, I tend to like those kind of movies. Like, like I said, like I said, Crash. Like, I, I like that style, style of movie. Yeah, because you it, hate the greatest one ever made. Uh... <laughs> but like I said, that one pushed the envelope so much. Like, there's, there's just so much like okay i i i know we say this almost every week but pulp fiction i just i i just the style choices by tarantino i just i i just can't get with his his style on it i i I just can't do it like i i don't like the samuel l jackson character i don't like the john travolta character i don't like God. Like I, they're the most likable people in cinematic history. I just and you don't like them. I don't like the character. No, it's I so just funny. I just don't. I I yeah. I I don't know what to say about that. It's just they they don't click with me. They don't jive. You know. I know you like those. You know, very spoon fed type of like. But I like a little bit more depth to my character, or a little bit more like range in the character. Like I want to see them struggle. I want to see them fight. I want to see them. 
you know, overcome something. I want to see them do other things. But these guys were just killing and nonchalant about it. I think we need to watch it again. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, I guess I, I probably will. I mean, it's always on Pluto TV, like every right. day. It's on, and I just same thing with Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, but I like censored? Jackie Brown. I don't on Pluto. I don't. I don't know because it depends on what channel it's on. It depends right. on what channel it's on. If it's on the cinema, well, you can't watch Pulp Fiction censored. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you, well, you can't watch any Tarantino or Samuel L. Jackson movie for that exactly. matter. For uh, that's. So that's censored. Right. Um, where were we? <laughs> uh, we were talking about 13 conversations. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I talked that one to death already. I think that one. You know, like I said, if you like uh, parallel storylines that go into one that finally intersect um, at the end, um, and the way that they fit together, is, I think, was very nicely and all tied in a bow, I think. Anyway. Right. Next movie, Shallow Grave. Ah. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead, because I and I have I have opinions about this movie. But, uh. This is uh, <laughs> Danny Boyle's first movie. Boyle. Um, Danny Boyle's known for Train Spotting. Uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Uh, what else has he done? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think. Let's see. One hundred twenty-seven hours. That was the one mm-hmm. with uh, with James Franco trapped in the Rock. Yep. He had to cut his leg off. Slumdog Millionaire. So this was his first movie. Um, actually has Ewan McGregor in it. When yeah. He was Young. a youngin. Uh, a that famous. was what? 1994 it came out. Yes, that sounds right. Um, but it's just a. It takes place in Scotland, and the, it opens with uh, three people that live together in a flat which is an apartment and they have, it's like a big room, but they have like bedrooms off of the big room. Yeah. It's like new girl. It's like the stats. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so they lose, uh, they lose one of their tenants. So they're trying to find a new roommate and they interview like the beginning of the movie is like really funny because they're interviewing all these wacky people. And then they finally decide on this one person to, uh, to rent the place. And, um, like, is it a spoiler if I tell them what, no. what happens next? No. Uh, no, because I think that's that's, that's how the story right. starts. Right. That's how it's beginning. Yeah. So they, uh, they notice that the guys like, kind of keeps to himself, and they don't really see much of him. And they saw that his car hadn't moved in a few days, and so they start trying to knock on his door, and nobody's answering, so they kind of break in his room. Yeah, they did it like comedy movie style. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I was like, what? and he's, uh, you know, he's dead on the bed, and um, they start looking through all his stuff, and they find a suitcase, um, and there's something in it that causes chaos, and um, yeah. yeah, a lot of interesting things happen. <laughs> uh, I oh, you see, a friends turn not so friendly. Yeah, it, it shows what what this object can do to people. Um, yeah. And I mean, you could, you could say, you know, there's greed and you can say that there's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a greed and backstabbing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Um, great freaking ending. Like one of yeah. my favorite endings of all time. Yeah. Um, 
but also but, open to interpretations and a lot of people a lot of people think there's a like a, a open interpretation they think one thing then it's really something else right but unless you hear, see the director um interviews and director's cut like mm-hmm. he explains it or in voiceover like he explains it but it's it you know it's now they do have um pretty thick scottish accents and it it takes a little bit to get used to what they're saying the dialect is so yeah yeah it's pretty thick they're deep like it's not as i don't think it's as bad as train spotting no like train spotting was like i had to watch the shit with subtitles on because i was like what (laughs) it's like especially uh uh robert um carlisle like his accent was so thick in train spotting i had no clue what he he does that wide mouth yeah like Like, i had no idea what he was saying so i had to watch subtitles on it train spotting yeah um but that's another great movie too i, I love that movie um about yeah. heroin addicts but um shallow grave is again one of my probably top five favorite movies um and ewan mcgregor's great in it this was one of his first things that he did before he became big american star yeah i didn't like his hair i didn't like his hair yeah, his hair was a little crazy oh i didn't like it at all but like he's I mean, his acting ability is just. You, you, I mean, you could see he was still green. He yeah. was very like early on in his uh, acting ability. But um, the main. Well, what was the other guy's name? I, I can't remember his real name. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the other guy. Um, like he always plays. Was that kill? Oh, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Oh, okay. Um, he's his accent is very deep and. He's, I like him, but all at the same time, there's a lot of things I don't like about him. Right. Um, but in this movie, you see a lot of like transitioning into different, like I said, they are the best of buddies in the beginning of the movie. Right. And then you start to see the evolution of, you know, those, those sins come out right. and they come unfold throughout the movie. And that's where you start to see. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't call it a, a comedy but yeah. it's it's a it's like a dark comedy. it's a but I, I don't i mean it was a a dark movie with some comic moments throughout okay. um but it gets pretty dark yeah i mean no absolutely it does it's a pretty interesting movie um but yeah it's uh it's one of my favorites yeah. and i saw it, it the reason why i saw it was um Again, Pulp Fiction had come out, and I watched it, and I was so, like, sucked into the Pulp Fiction stuff. And um, I was looking through the paper. I mean, this movie came out in 1994, so there was actually still a newspaper where you had to What's walk. a newspaper? You had to see what movies were coming out. And, uh, yeah, there you was didn't a, want the internet back then. And they had something called the Friday Extra, and it had, like, all the events going on for the weekend and all the movies and everything. And there was this little ad. That said, attention, Pulp Fiction fans. <laughs> they pulled and they were playing. <laughs> they were playing Shallow Grave at the Tampa Theater. And uh, I dragged my girlfriend at the time with me to see it. And I was like, holy shit, that movie was so good. And I and to see it in the Tampa Theater, which is like a, a, almost like an art house theater, mm-hmm. um, here in Tampa. Yeah, it's um, very old. School. It was cool. Uh, actually, I think. That might be the only movie I ever saw there. Uh, but then I was, I watched it. God, I've probably seen Shallow Grave maybe six or seven times over the years. Um, I'll revisit it every once in a while. And 
I don't know. It's a cool movie. I really, really like it. It's like that's my style of movie. Dark comedy. Yeah. Horror stuff going on. Like that's my thing. But in a lot of times in the movie, you think you you could see the character and you could see when like like a switch gets turned to right. to their new persona. And I think that like it's I mean the factors of like greed and all that stuff when they, when you put those into it, it like you, you see people's true colors oh yeah well what comes out so I, I i definitely think that's a definitely a good watch um go out and see it guys um if you like you and mcgregor and uh and actually i think that movie's on youtube i believe i yeah i think because i was having a hard time finding it and i found it on youtube the whole movie actually quite a couple of these movies are actually on youtube yeah. a couple of them um, so if you can't find it, yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, with the previous one, thirteen conversations, that one's gonna be a hard find. Yeah, that one's hard to find too. Hard to find. If you need it, ask Tony. He's got the DVD. It was on. It's on Amazon for like five bucks. <laughs> there it is, right there. Uh, there you go. Thirteen conversations about one thing. Um, but like, so that one's a very hard one. You're not gonna find it on any streaming service. No one's carrying it. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't so know. weird, right? It's probably their distri- distribution. There's probably you know that's always the, the killer in yeah. a lot of this industry is that distribution, like someone probably just holding sometimes it's the like rights. the distributor doesn't want to make money. It's yeah, very strange. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just holding on. Like some people just hold on to things like that, like hold on to the rights and you know don't want to do anything with it. It's it's ridiculous. Same right. thing with music, like re-release it, remaster it, do something. Like come on, exactly. like I don't know. Actually, they said, uh, uh, "Here I go again on my own." From White Snake, just hit the top. Of the chart again, really? Because Tony Katane just passed away uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I guess they re-released the song and hit number one. Uh, <laughs> that, well, crazy? That, that actually happens a lot <laughs> when when uh, musicians die. They re- yeah. release their best of album, and that's when they, you know that's a big cash grab for those industries. Yeah, yeah, like sure. I think it's terrible though. Like these companies just you know oh. They're just waiting for people to die so they can, they can make, <laughs> make money. Like it's ridiculous. They don't have to pay anybody, so they're like double, double, like right. hand over fist. I, <laughs> I, I hate it. I, I just hate that about certain certain companies. I just, it's just terrible. Um, I just think that sends the wrong message. Right. Next movie, interview. Now it's not the interview with uh, what was it, Seth Rogen? It's not that one. It's uh, this one has Steve Buscemi and. I can't think. Sienna Miller. Sienna Miller. I can never think of her. her name. Just does not like. She's not like a high profile. She's not like an A list. She's like a B, I think, like a low B actress. I mean, she was A list a little while. Yeah. And then she kind of fell off a little bit. Um, this movie is about um, Steve Buscemi, who's a a writer of for. I think it was a magazine or a newspaper. I think it was a newspaper. Yeah, newspaper. Washington. Um, Washington Post or Chronicle or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's no- normally a um, political writer, and he's he's the, started to write for a um, for acting for actors and you know the pop culture and, and Sienna Miller happens to be um, his next article that he wanted to write. Um, it's just you know. He gets pulled out of his element quite a few times, and you know they both have underlining reasons why they are talking to each other about certain things um, within the storyline. Um, so, like that, 
what you see on the surface is not really what the the purpose of their talkings right. and their interviews and the, it's they, just like they keep lying to each other yeah. and like yeah there's like sexual like weird sexual tension at one point mm-hmm. um and then you know some secrets come out each one of them and i don't know it, it was a it was an interesting movie um I mean, it literally takes place the first, what, 10 minutes in a restaurant and then the rest yeah. is in an apartment. Yeah. Um, so to make it's definitely a set. interesting <laughs> to make an interesting movie in pretty much one location is very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a good job with it. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Steve Buscemi, you know, I like Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. And like I told you before the show, Sienna Miller is like a perfect specimen. Like, I think her face is perfect. Like it's weird, um, but she's a beautiful woman, and Very. she uh, she's a good actress too. And uh, Steve Buscemi actually directed this movie. Yep. Also, I don't know how many movies he's directed, uh, um, but uh, actually, I'm gonna look that up right now. But the story is, like I said, it is in the apartment, and the way he uses he uses a multicam. Um, it's not like the traditional like movie making where you do one scene and then you do another scene. It's unilateral, like at the same time. Like one of them's handheld, the other one is stationary. Um, how he's how he's getting this filmed, and they're doing it like one take throughout the entire like scene. And I think he does it well, but the handheld kind of throws me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of shaky. It's kind of a little too much where unnecessarily it is. It looks like the camera guy got a little. Like, maybe the camera got a little heavy at, some, at times, or it was heavy on one side of the camera, and it wasn't, like, supported by, like, usually the wire and beam above them. Um, but you could definitely see that um, in the shaky camera. Um, I don't see... Okay. He's, he's done a... He's directed a lot of TV episodes. Yeah. Um, oh, he did Tree's Lounge. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah, Tree's Lounge, she was in that. And directed also. So apparently he directs and acts in the movies he directs, which is, I don't know how anybody could do that. Yeah. I, I see some of the TV shows so, that he directed. Yeah, actually. he's done like yeah. three or four movies, mostly TV episodes. Yeah. Um, but but I, could, I could see a lot of those style choices in the movie from the different TV episodes that he directed. Right. Like, I, like 30 Rock, I could see that's probably where the handheld came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Wow, Sopranos? He did four episodes of Sopranos. Wow. He wasn't even in Sopranos. No, he just directed them. Right. Four. Huh? Interesting. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a man of many talents. Um, directing, I I mean, like I said, he did a good job. It wasn't like the best directorial you know, masterpiece. Yeah, I saw a few flaws. Oh, yeah. Um, like I, I said, Sienna Miller's accent came out a couple times. Yeah. Because she's got a British accent and... Uh, yeah, it came out like two or three times. Two that I can remember, maybe three. Um, but I thought that was kind of weird because she was supposed to be American actress, and um, I mean, she didn't have an accent the whole movie except for those three little blurbs that came out. It, yeah, and it kind of threw me off. I mean, I, I could see if they, you know, had a little like context to it. If they added like, you know, you know, uh, uh, she was prep. Pr- 
rehearsing for a movie or she did a movie with certain accents and sometimes it just comes out. I know, you know, the, that those experiences, but if there's, if it just happens like sporadically, like yeah. it's just not like, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's misses, but it also, the editor would have a problem with that too. Sure. Um, but I mean, I don't know they how didn't many have takes. another take with her yeah, speaking English. That was, yeah, that was my next. That was my next thing. Like they didn't have a take of it. Like he thought he had it, like because he just has a regular rapport with her, and he just oversaw it. Right. But yeah, it happens. Um, I think the story of, uh, like I said, there's some underlining context that you have to, you know, figure out why they're doing the, the particular. Uh, she said they both had issues. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they were basically trying to figure out what each of them know and how much they know. Right. And I think, I think, but I, I, like I said, I love Steve Buscemi's acting. I love all of that. But director, I think, you know, he's got some work to do, especially with movies. But maybe that's his style. I don't know if it's stylistically. He's, I don't know. No. I, I don't, I don't, I, I just didn't like the choice of the handheld. I, I just don't, yeah. I mean, put it on a dolly. And call it a day. Like, just put it on the wheels and just rotate it like that, mm-hmm. rather than the handheld. I, I don't like handheld when it's that shaky. Like, right. it looked like it, there was no stabilization whatsoever on mm-hmm. some scenes, and it just it kind of threw me off. But then it like showed one scene and it rotated, and then it went back to this camera, and then it went back. Then literally looked looked like the guy just walked like back to his first spot and then did the same rotation. Right. Like it it, it just threw me off it's like why are we back here you were just here like i i, I don't like it i i didn't like it at that point but like i said the movie was good steve buscemi is uh guys has a, a shitload of talent i just he does everything yeah next movie on our list eden lake yeah yeah <laughs> yeah brutal yeah yeah huh? brutal uh, um I, I love the ending I really did love the ending. Did you? Yeah, I liked the ending. I mean, I, I thought it was predictable. I thought it was like, like where else? You know, we'll, we'll let you go through it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple just goes out to this uh, lake for um, the weekend. And they're going to camp. And uh, so they're on the beach. And there's a, some teenagers down a little way from them playing loud music and just kind of being teenagers piece of shit teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> like just real rude. And, um, so the guy walks over and asks them, you know, if they could chill out a little bit Keep and, uh, they kind of get not so nice and, uh, they start kind of tormenting the couple. And I mean, it's, it is a brutal, disturbing movie. Yeah. Um, what they put these people through and uh i don't know if you like that kind of thing peril and torture and uh yeah and usually i'm not a lot of stuff like that it's uh it's definitely worth a watch but i love michael fassbender yeah i i I like his character i like i just like michael fassbender in general i think he does really good in everything he does magneto yep yep and her i'm trying to think of what movie i know her from uh, I'm not sure. Like, she's very... It was... Because I, I like her as well. Yeah, she's been in 54 movies. But specifically, I remember her from... Kelly Riley? 
Yeah. Like, I don't remember her in anything other than this movie. Really? Yeah. I know she was in Flight. Uh, I'll have to... No, she's in that show, Yellowstone, with uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, no, I don't know that one. I'm not a... I mean, later I'm Kevin Costner... I'm not a Cos- Kevin Costner fan. Was it a later Kevin Costner? No, it's, like, on now. Started in 2018, it's on now. Oh, yeah, no, I don't... Yeah. I don't like new Kevin True Costner. True Detective. I like old Kevin Great Costner. show. I know her from something. I can't figure out what it is. Do you watch True Detective? No. Those are really good. You would like those. They're like slow moving, character driven. Like you would like those shows. I think they had three seasons. Hmm. Maybe four. Oh. I don't know. Um, but that but, movie, like I said, um, it there's true, a lot of torture in it. Oh uh, yeah, True Detective season one. I know I'm going off topic, but uh, True Detective season one has one of the best. Single take wonders in history. Like I love those. I was blown away by it, How and long I was couldn't it? stop talking about it. It was long, like maybe fifteen minutes oh, long. Oh wow! Yeah, it was crazy, and I'm talking over fences and like it was the greatest thing ever. Like you got to watch that show. It's really good. True Detective. Yeah, it's you said there's three seasons. Um, let me see how many seasons. See, True Detective, three seasons, right? Um, the first season was awesome. The second season was, eh, it was okay. The third season was really good, uh, but that first season was so good. It's got um, Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson. Oh wow! Okay. Um, just a, a really really cool show. Um, but good, that one scene cast. was just epic. It just sucked you in. Oh, like you. Oh. It was so good. <laughs> I couldn't stop talking about it. For weeks, I definitely want to watch that. Because um, I, yeah. I love though, because the the amount of coordination with that, with those, oh, was it was ridiculous, insane. And you got to see how they like. You got to see the scene. Yeah, like it wasn't just like following a guy around. Like it was crazy, and uh, just phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a really good show. Um, back to what we were talking about, Eden Lake. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, fucked up. yeah, it, it shows you the what deranged teens are capable of. Oh yeah, let's just yeah, that's and the whole what is that um, wolf mentality or is it right. or it's uh is it wolf mentality? Is it called wolf mentality? Eat or be eaten. Yeah, <laughs> kill or be killed. Well, alpha dog. Well, we'll say what more alpha dog driven. Like right, there's no. It's basically follow the leader, pretty much. Right. Like I don't know how, how else to describe it, but it's like I said, it's the alpha dog, wolf mentality. Right. Where and then when people, you know, you, you people trying to get out of it, but you have some secondary thoughts of like, are they gonna not do it or like, but ultimately the the wolf mentality yeah overtakes. Um, but definitely a good watch. Yeah. If you um, like dark, disturbing horror, then yeah. This one's for you. And if you like Michael Fassbender, Fassbender, like I think he he helped the movie just in general for me. I think he kept me in every scene. Yeah. For sure. Um, even when I, I can't even, I don't want to give anything away, but like uh, in some scenes where you think it's it's hit the brink, like mm-hmm. he still delivers on every line, on every emotion. I think. Right. Um, like I said, I, 
he's just really good, and I can't wait to see him in more. I just don't. I don't know what they're gonna do with his character. I, don't, I hope they bring his Magneto character back because yeah. I just like that Michael Fassbender character. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to. Um, I mean, I think he's still young enough. I think he could do it. I don't know sure. what they're gonna do with the X Men. But um, I don't think they. I don't think they know what they're gonna do with the X Men. Yeah, it's kind know. of all over the place. I have hope. I have hope that they, <laughs> they bring. Well, yeah, I have hope that they do that. And with because um, they just brought. I think they're going to bring Quicksilver back. So I think if it's the same Quicksilver, like they would have to, I think they would have to bring that Magneto character back. Yeah. It's his father. Like I, like that. I think that's my only grasp of hope right there. Because they, huh. if they're going to bring back that Quicksilver, they, they hopefully they bring that back Fastbender for the Magneto character. Right. Um, <clears throat> last on our list, the In Crowd. Oh man. <laughs> The in crowd. Yeah. So what we do here is Tony picks five movies, I pick five movies, and we watch each other's movies, and I watch the wrong in crowd. <laughs> yes. This one is uh, the one from 1988. The one I watched was from 2000, I think. Yeah. Totally different stories. <laughs> yeah. Totally different stories. But and he had I, an It's experience. funny because I thought it was a little... Different from the ones that you normally yeah. give me, you know, it's just kind of like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. This isn't what Nor- Tony normally suggests. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I but, didn't suggest that one. Oh, the one I watched was okay, nothing great, but yeah. um, about rich kids that uh, spoiled little brat rich kids. Yeah, that are evil, and um, yeah, I don't know what the one you watched was. <laughs> the one that's supposed to be on. The yeah, list. it wasn't that. <laughs> Um, the in crowd that I chose from 1988, um, it's a movie set in 1965. Um, it's about teens and it's a dance movie. If you like dance movies, if you like, you know, teen storylines with, you know, love drama, um, like I said, and it also, if you like a period movie, like it's set in 1965, like the cars, motorcycles um even has the early jersey shore where it was very classic and you know classy to go on the jersey shore and like that like you see it very prominently in the story um but the story stars um actually no stars i don't think there's any except for um the guy who plays joe pantaleano yep pantaleano and it's early in his career um i don't think he did anything too much prior to that um but he, um, Pantaleano plays the host of uh, the the TV show that's very popular amongst teens um, at that period of time. It's a dance show. It's like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's more of a, it's like a soul train type of, like there was, well, I can't think, there, there used to be a dance American show. American Bandstand. American Bandstand. It's basically like that, but it was set in uh, Philadelphia. It's a local TV show. Um, but it was nationally broadcasted, and he was the host for it for probably I think it said 20 years or something like that that was on the air, or or yeah, from 1950, so 15 he was on on air for a long period of time. But his cast of teens was always the in crowd um, to the local Philadelphia market and the little local Philadelphia. Like they, everyone wanted to be them, everyone wanted to be with them, dating or anything like that. Um, so it's a movie about this. Um, his his name is Donovan Letch Jr., the actor who played him. Um, but he's um, he's 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 an awkward kid. He's you know, he, but he 
He used to dance. He used to just dance in front of the like TV. like a Grease ripoff? No. No. No, there's no singing. Um, it's just... It's just dancing. It's it's very, it's got that that showy feel to it because it's very because it's 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 the sixties and everyone's all like flamboyant and not yeah. flamboyant but a very big showy type of dance. Um, it's very big dance. Um, but the character development where he goes through different stages, like I said, he's the awkward kid and then he tries to do what he can to get in with the in crowd. Mm-hmm. He tries to sneak onto the TV show and ultimately he succeeds to sneak on on his birthday. Um, he sneaks on past the security guard in the back and just ends up on the show because someone actually didn't show up for work. And it was like, hey, you dance. You're good. All right, you pair up with her. And that's literally how he got onto the TV show. And then they go through and then he goes through trying to get in with the in crowd on their emotions. And, you know, basically he tries to see where he's going with that. And then he falls in love or he has been in love with the, his his partner in the show. Um, her original partner was her is her boyfriend that I don't want to give up give away too much if you want to go watch it. Um, but he's the bad boy and, and her father's a cop and he's a biker greaser who basically the cop chases literally every weekend. Um, so she he tries to do whatever he can to you know separate them. And so basically he becomes like if you've seen. I think it's a wonderful life. You would actually like this movie because it actually has a lot of similar themes in it. Um, with um, I, I don't remember who's in that movie. I think it's Elizabeth Shue who's in that movie. Um, in um, it's a wonderful life. But in the in crowd, like you see, like I said, I like the period of time that they they chose for the movie, 1965. I like the the theme of it, and I. But like I said, if you like teen drama, if you like you know teen situations where you know it's very emotional and you try to understand the teen mind and that i think you would definitely like that movie it's it's definitely different it's not like the the other movies that we usually recommend on here but it's it's like i said it gives you the i mean being part of the in crowd i don't know it's i think it's set that tone for being in the in crowd i don't think there was too many movies about like back then that actually dove pretty much into that. There was always like the movie was always about the in crowd. It was never about like people trying to be a part of the in crowd. I don't think no. I, I could think of any movies like that aside from like like it's a wonderful like Pretty in Pink where the geek mm-hmm. tries to get in with with her with um. But other than that, it was just a different thing that you'd see. I don't know. Anyway, no. um, but that is our list, ladies and gentlemen. Please. If you if you liked any of these movies, if you want, saw any of these movies, please give your opinions down below. Um, wh- what do you think? What do you think, Chris? What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite of the group, um, as far as mine go, yep. um, Shallow Grave is again probably mm-hmm. top five for me. Yeah. Um, and the ones that you suggested, um, I liked the interview a lot. Yeah. Um, and. Again, I liked Vigilante, but needed a little more violence for me. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good, and Olivia Wilde was really good in it. Yeah. I liked um, – I think Enemy was my favorite of my choices. Um, but like I said, I think it just threw in a lot of curveballs, and I mm-hmm. think that was you know a little bit more surprising than uh, a lot of people would expect from that movie. It looked From the beginning, it looks very straightforward, and then it just like – it just totally does this, flips the script on you. Right. 
Um, um, from yours, I definitely think actually I think Shallow Grave was probably my favorite. Um, Prowler, I think, is just a classic thrasher or a, a slasher movie, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't really my favorite. It, it's definitely set in what 1981. Like, yeah, you yeah. know it. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> yeah, and like it's it doesn't try to hide that. It doesn't age well, but like the theme. If you like those classic slashers, that's definitely a movie for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Eden Lake. I, I was definitely a fan of that. Um, like I said, Fastbender. I I love Fastbender. Um, Blue Ruin. I mean, if if you like revenge movies, that you, you would definitely like it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else. You got anything you're excited to see soon coming up? Um, there was a couple. The ones that you mentioned earlier, I, I, I for reason that they, they yeah, there's a lot of good horror coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, Quiet Place Two yeah. comes out. Um, and you said it's a Candy prequel, Man. right? It's yeah, a, it's, it's a how prequel. they come into place. It's a prequel to the Quiet Place. Um, Candyman. Mm-hmm. Uh. See, I don't know how I'm going to feel about the Candyman because uh, what... it actually, judging by the trailer, it looks like it's going to be pretty close to the original. Um, Who's doing that movie? Is that Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele produced it. He did not direct oh, okay. it. He produced it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is coming out? The new Halloween. That's a, not till October, but yeah, I'm hearing some good things about that. Yeah. But, and that's getting closer and closer. It's already what almost June. Like June wow, like it's this year's flying by, uh-huh. flying by. Um, but yeah, nothing. I got, like I've been so swamped with everything. I haven't been able to check the whole th- it coming to theaters or coming to streaming. Oh, uh, there's a there's a trilogy coming on Netflix. Um, shit, can't remember the name of it. Hang on. Um, but it's it's by uh, R. L. Stein, the really? guy that wrote Goosebumps. Yeah, and these are rated R movies for adults, and they're three movies. It's a trilogy, and they're releasing them like three weeks in a row. So they're releasing one, and then releasing the second one, and then releasing the second, the third one. Yeah, and it's called Fear Street. Interesting. And, um, it it looks really good. And uh, is he going to have a lot of like I I I I remember his books. I don't know how he would translate that into adult. No, I don't think it's got anything to do with the Goosebumps books. Yeah, but um, no, I just mean his style. I mean, like I don't know how he's going to translate his style of writing to adults. Right. I don't know. We're about to see what he can do. Yeah. But um, I wonder if it's going to be like that. That Are You Afraid of the Dark remakes or not remakes, but the reboot of the Are You Afraid of the Dark series, which actually came out really good. Um, that used to be on Nickelodeon, but that I, I wonder if it's going to be something similar to that. I'm not sure, but uh, they're releasing July 2nd, July 9th, and July 16th, and I'm definitely geared up to see these because the trailer looked awesome. Yeah, like it looked really good. I'll have to look that up. Uh, I, I I haven't seen what, where it just trailer. You saw it on like uh, YouTube or something? Yeah, I saw the trailer in my in uh, on iHorror in the feed in okay. my feed. Um. Yeah, they just uh, released it uh, last week, and I uh, saw the trailer, and I was like, whoa, like, this <laughs> looks really awesome. And then the way they're doing it, you know, with three parts, yeah, releasing it a week away from each other was really cool. Um, I love shit like that. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't like – well, is it 
Oh, what are they going to be hour long or are they full no, movies? No, they're full length movies. Oh wow, three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I was thinking it was going to be like a mini series type of set, like no, forty five no, no, no. minutes in your no, hour. These are here. three three separate movies that I understand. Yeah. Um, they're three separate movies that um are going to be released almost like part one, part two, part three type of thing. Yeah. But they're just releasing them all in all in a row. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people just hate the waiting factor. Like, I, I guess we, we're in an instant gratification society now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to watch it now. I want to binge watch it now. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, I, I think a lot has changed since uh, the beginning of last year because of, you know, I don't want to say it again, the, the d- disease that shall not be named. Um, people are generally in the sit and watch every episode or watch every, you know, go right. binge watch everything. That's what I do. I wait till everything's out and then I just watch yeah. them all yeah. in two days. Man, I think it just emphasized it last year with everyone. I think it was more of a global scale then because everyone was just stuck oh, yeah. in the house. For sure. So everyone just binge watch and ran out of stuff to watch. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. Yeah, I don't the new uh, James Bond should be out. I know Fast and Furious Nine is coming out. Yeah, those are fun. Um, they just released the Eternals uh, trailer. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I mean, I think the Loki series should be out soon. Oh yeah, that's June, uh, right? 11th, June 11th. June 11th. That yeah, should, that should be cool. Uh, that's what I'm waiting for. That's the one thing I'm definitely waiting for. Um, the Eternals, not so much, because I didn't really know them in the comics. Yeah, me either. I just got Salma Hayek. I mean, yeah, how bad I, could it be? Yeah, I, but I think <laughs> I think that's why they added her to it, because a lot of people, did, I don't know. It's not, they're not the most popular. They've never been put on film before, right. like the most current Marvel characters. like They've all been on film and comic right. books and cartoons for, I want to say, the last Ever. 40 years. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the Eternals are less lesser known, but they're... like I. I, I'm very questioning that. I uh, I could see why they did it. I wonder if they're gonna bring a young Thanos in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, just watched Army of the Dead mm. over the weekend. I definitely gotta watch that. Um, Fifteen minutes of genius at the beginning, and then just kind of fizzled out for me. I think it was very good. You need constant entertainment. <laughs> Not really. I mean. If the characters are interesting and, you know, driving the story forward, I'm going to drive the story forward guy. Like, I want to move the story and not, like, lag every five, ten minutes into, like, this side story that I don't really care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the storyline. There were some things going on that were just kind of like, what? are they doing like it was just weird <laughs> like you know to me zombies are like wander aimlessly looking to eat people like that's what they do yeah but this was like uh like they had like there was a queen and a king of the zombies and yeah they were like running things and i don't know it was kind of <laughs> weird but again the first 15 minutes brilliant brilliant um and i was like as I was watching it, I was like, what happened? Like, I want more of the beginning, not this crap they morphed into. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little disappointing. 
um, and so long, two and a half hours long. Oh yeah, that's a. And I'm just like, yeah. okay. Like they could have cut out an hour, maybe a half hour to forty minutes of that movie, and it would have been way better. Um, and a lot of people are having issues with the cinematography because Zack Snyder shot it and he doesn't shoot anything. So it was kind of weird that he chose to shoot this movie. And he's explained some of the choices. why he made some of the choices he made, but yeah. it still doesn't fix the fact that it was weird. Yeah. See, I mean, they got to fix a lot of things in post. I guess he just chose not to. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe. A lot of out of focus, in focus, like breathing. You saw the breathing of the of the lens. Out yeah, of like you could see like people falling out of focus and oh yeah. I don't know. It it was a hard watch. I watched the whole thing. Well, what did you would, like? Get I, I know you uh, saw um, Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. yeah. What was your thoughts on that? I, I, I didn't fun, see it yet, man. but uh, it was a fun movie. Um, Chris Rock was great in it. Um, there was a like some comedy in it. There was, um, you know, some of the traps that people were in were really cool. There was a lot of gore in it. Um, I had a problem with the ending was kind of weird, but overall I thought it was a really entertaining movie. It was fun. Like it didn't, there wasn't any time in the theater where I was like, all right, let's move on. You know, so basically it all aligned with the other the yeah, rhythm of the other movies. Hour and a half long. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't drag at all. Um, Chris Rock again was really good. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I mean, it's not the greatest movie I ever saw. It's definitely not the worst, but as far as pure entertainment, yeah, I dug it. I just I like Chris Rock. Chris Rock, I've liked him since his first movie, CB4. Like, yeah. I, I just think he he developed his acting chops. Like, right. And I had just watched um, uh, Fargo season four with him. Yeah. And, you know, him playing drama is was different to see because I had never seen him play drama before. And yeah. he was really good. And that kind of led up. I mean, I, wa- I finished that season like the day before I went and saw Spiral. And, um, great he was great yeah he was yeah i mean yeah spiral was a dramatic role for him but there was a lot of comedy in it like a lot of one-liners and stuff that he was saying to the other cops and um yeah well his background he's a comedian i mean i laughed a lot yeah in the movie and was kind of that's morbid so there was a lot of gore (laughs) like um some of the traps were really creative and interesting now think about this. How much money do you think that money cost to make? Uh, I think it cost them eleven million, I believe. Right now, their their box office is four point five. Oh no, they made more than no that. this weekend. Oh yeah, for the last week. Yeah. Well, the week before they made I think fourteen, I believe. So I mean, they're not making what they used to make, but right. with a a smaller budget, I think they like no, the budget was forty million. Was it 40? 40. Wow. Opening week in 8.75. Gross right now is 15.8. Hmm. Worldwide, 22.5. Right. So this it's is just the time, man. Yeah, like, this is what we were talking about for the last couple weeks. Like, if it was a normal day and age, I, I think uh, it would have made all its money back already. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it would have been at least in the 50s. But what's interesting is this is, I mean, the only place you can see that is at a theater right now. 
Um, yeah. You can't see it at home like a lot of the other movies are getting released in both places. Yeah. I like the new Angelina Jolie movie just got released in the theater and HBO Max. Oh, I didn't know she came out with another one. Yeah. Um, I've heard mixed things about it. Yeah. I mean, I think at some point, some people should just hang it up. I, I just I think Angelina Jolie is one of those. Like she so. she lived on her. Yeah, I, I I don't think her. I don't like her acting. I don't like her ability. Like she lived on like her lips, her sexy. Sure. For so long that I don't think she really developed her. Like I can't think of a movie besides Geely. I I don't think I liked a lot of her movies. Did you say Geely? Yeah. Is it G I G L Y? The modeling movie, I think it was, where she was an act or a model. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the one with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, and I was like, No, that one's. Uh... That. Yeah, it's called Julie. I think this is a different movie, the one with. Anna. No, not Julie. It was. What was the movie? This Hang on, I'll find it. Where she was a model. Yeah, I know Charlotte. Yeah. Was it Gigi? I mean, it could have been. Gia. Gia? Yep. I knew it was one of those. Gia. <laughs> I didn't even know about that with the Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I didn't even know about Oh, and Girl Interrupted. That was another Gigi. one. Gigi. Like. It's like one of the worst movies ever made. That's probably why I didn't watch it. I yeah. think I just went off the reviews. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's known as one of the worst movies ever made. And it's pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ben Affleck! I, I hate movies that hate movies that they put together two actors that are dating. Like I, yeah, yeah. That they're usually just so bad. Yeah. yeah, like there's usually no story. They're just building off their chemistry, and even then, there was Mr. nothing. Mr. And Mrs. Smith was alright. Brad Pitt and yeah, Julie. it was alright. I mean, well, I don't see how they pulled that one off either. Like, just think of the story. Like two high-profile secret agents or or assassins, like, too high-profile. They don't know about each other after, depending on how long they were married. I think it was, what, 10 years? Like, how do you not, like, ask questions? Like, I just, I, I, there was so many holes in that movie. Yeah, this was called Those Who Wish Me Dead, the new one that just came out. Oh, yeah. It came out the theater and, and uh, HBO Max on Friday. The rating, it's got a 6, six rating, 6 out of 10, or... IMDb, uh, but yeah, I just think she just fell Both off. Both said it wasn't very good. Sean said he liked it, so I'm like, like me I'm and Sean don't agree on anything. Yeah, well, we yeah. actually did agree on Army of the Dead though. <laughs> and we said the same exact thing. Was there tits in it? Right at the beginning. <laughs> That's why he liked it. Right. That's why he liked the first 15 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, the first 15 minutes was amazing, and then it just like, like fell off like a cliff. <laughs> yeah, like I'm literally going through her entire filmography. I can't see any of like none of them that I'm really like jumping out at me, like telling me that yeah she's great in that movie. Like I re I really don't see any. Yeah. Um, the tourist. I I mean a lot of people like that. I didn't. Um, wanted was terrible. Uh, brutal. But that was rated higher than tourist. I'm like what? Like, I don't see... I didn't see Changeling. Taurus Salt sucked. Yep. Uh, Changeling sucked. I didn't see Beowulf. I didn't see Fever. Good Shepherd was good. That was a good movie. Uh, but was it because of her? 
Uh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sky Captain. Like I said, man. Girl Interrupted is is the, the one that really jumps out at me. Um, Taking Lives is that um, that's the one with uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Oh, Bone Collector. That, that's another one. Yeah, Bone Collector with Denzel. Denzel, right. yeah. Um, yeah, nothing else. Nothing else. Warcraft. Hackers. Actually, Pushing 10 was a good movie. Hackers is probably Bob. one of my all-time favorite movies. Did you see Pushing 10 with uh, Billy Bob? Mm, He's like no. an air, uh, a, um, air traffic controller. No. He's all stressed out. That was actually good. But again, I guess she... Well, she was dating she him. She makes at the time. movies, <laughs> right? She makes movies with her, her significant other. Yeah, but like I said, Hackers. That's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It just doesn't age well, right? It's so like the technology is so like like if we look at it now, like we're watching like war games. <laughs> oh man, would you like to play a game? MS DOS type of type of hacking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, is that hacking or is that a baby playing with a baby toy? <laughs> like nowadays, like. But other than that, I don't see anything else. I think was that five out of seventy movies that she was in. Yeah. Like, like that. I don't like. So that's why. Yeah, I, she got by on her sexiness for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. So I don't know. You got anything else? No. No, man. I think that was a good show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode of Ten Movies You Probably Never Heard Of or Seen. As always, I'm joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Films. As always, my name is Tony Defoflari, Tony D. Thank you, guys. Happy. Stay healthy. And, you know, get vaccinated. We're almost there, buddy. We're almost there.